Hello, my love, and welcome to another episode of the Faith-Based Storyteller Show, where we sharpen and encourage one another in Christ while walking out the God-given gifts in our lives. Uh, I'm your host, Michaela Robertson, and thank you for joining me for another episode, another week, another day, and another Tuesday, where we're going to share an amazing testimony from a fellow faith-based storyteller, uh, Anquilla Bello. Now, I'm super excited for this interview because it's amazing how the Lord works. This actual interview was recorded almost a year ago. (laughs) It was recorded almost a year ago, and it did not make the iron wifey season because things happened in life and you know some things were let go when it comes to the iron wifey podcast so when we rebranded and we brought back um, or not even brought back when we rebranded and reintroduced the face-based storyteller show it's amazing how in alignment this conversation is i feel like this conversation is even more important now than it was when we recorded and it's so funny because i At the time of this recording, I had never met Anquilla. Uh, Honestly, her her interview showed up on my calendar and I was like, I don't know who this person is. And I was perplexed trying to figure out how in the world someone got like my calendar link and like got online and was able to have this interview. And it's so funny how the Lord works because he brought us together at the perfect time in her story and her testimony is a testament to what God can do when we leverage our gifts. This woman is fire. Like she is fire when it comes to her obedience, when it comes to her strategy, when it comes to how she approaches uh, spiritual warfare, like Anquilla is on top of it. And I'm so blessed that the Lord brought her into my life when he did. And I'm so blessed that this interview is is timeless. I'm so blessed that this interview is timeless because it just shows how the word of God can be the same yesterday, today, and forevermore. So I already know that this episode is going to bless you because in re-editing and re-putting this episode out, it has truly blessed me. So without further ado, I cannot wait to introduce you to a podcast host, a strategy coach, a spiritual intercessor, an amazing woman of God, and a faith-based storyteller, Anquilla Bello. Hey, Michaela. I am so happy to be here with you today. I am so excited to have you. But sis, before we dive in, tell the people who you are and what you do. Of course. Oh, why not? So I am Anquilla Bello. I'm a podcaster, a speaker, and a strategy coach. So I like to help women of faith figure out how to leverage their gifts so that they can make income, impact, and influence without hustle and overwhelm. Because if we can do everything with grace and ease, that Mm -hmm. makes life so much easier. Oh, girl, so much easier. So much easier. Okay, so let's dive in, right? How did you get to the point where you began leveraging your gifts? Oh, that is pretty much a loaded question. But how did I get there? It was probably a lot of sitting back on what I could do, hiding behind the scenes instead of putting myself out front. And I got to this place, I didn't mention it before, but I'm a realtor. And I got to this place where it was just not fulfilling. I didn't Mm. really want to do it. I could do it, but I was always hesitating. I really don't want to take on new clients. And I had to really dig into what what that was. And I was sitting in my closet one day just crying. And I was like, God, this is not the life that I want to live. This just feels so hard. 
it feels so draining. And God was like, use what's in your hands. Mm. You're not doing what you were created to do. Use what's mm. in your hands. And I'm like, well, what are you talking about? <laughs> you know how we are. And he said it again. And I was just like, okay, so are you saying that I need to start using my voice? I need to stop hiding and I need to come out. And he was like, use what's in your hands. And then he took me to the parable of the talents. Oof. And that's where came full circle. And it was like, okay, I am that last servant that has buried their gifts, hoping one day that the master would be happy that you know, I felt like I would fail or I wouldn't do great. So I just buried it to preserve it. It's like, no. Do you want me to say, go out into the other darkness? Is that what you were like? And so after that breakdown, I was like, okay, it's time to let go of the fear. It's time to let go of the people pleasing. It's time to let go of the thoughts of what other people will say and just mm -hmm. do what God told me to do. Because he said that your gifts would make room for you and put you before great men. Ooh. And that's what led me to the place of, okay, I have to leverage my gifts. And that was the name of the podcast that I have. That's what God gave me was leveraging gifts. Yes. Amen. Yes. Okay. So girl, what are the gifts? <laughs> what are the gifts? How did you leverage them? Tell me everything. I got you. So for me, the gifts are my voice, this lovely thing here. So my background is in theater, girl. Like I went to school. Okay. I have always liked talking. I didn't realize it was a gift growing up. I just thought other kids didn't want to do it. I didn't realize people were actually <laughs> deathly afraid of being in front of the classroom or on the stage. And I was like, oh, that's a real thing. And you know how we mm -hmm. tend to diminish what we're good at. So mm -hmm. I would have people that would say, oh my God, you sound so good. Public speaking comes, from, comes so well from you. You just stand on stage and you glow. And I would always come up with a rebuttal as to what I did wrong. Ooh, oh, well, mm -hmm. I forgot this part, or I didn't enunciate as well as I could have, or I didn't do this, I would never receive. Mm -hmm. Because in my mind, it, anybody could do it. But once God really told me to use what's in my hand, and I had that breakdown in my closet, I began to really assess. And I was like, you're good at strategic thinking. All of your friends come to you every single waking moment to ask your thoughts on things people have been asking you questions since you were a child adults have been asking you for advice this is a gift ma'am you need to use it so for me that was the gifts the gifts were my voice in my mind the way i can see patterns and connections girl you are me <laughs> like, like I'm, <laughs> I'm sitting here just listening to you and i'm like is she telling my story like, are you, are you telling my story? <laughs> like I, it's crazy because I wasn't a theater. I was choir, even though I was in all the plays, but I was in other plays because I love to sing and I was on stage mm -hmm. because I love to use my voice and I mm -hmm. love to just, I feel more comfortable on stage than I do right here. I'm not even gonna lie to you. I'm sweating right now, but it's fine because I'm like, you're me. Like you're telling my story. Oh, we're kindred spirits. Look yes, at there. Okay. So I am. I'm perplexed. Okay, let me just, let me start from the Leveraging Your Gifts podcast. Why did you decide to do a podcast to use your voice versus writing a play since you did come from that theater background or being, you know, like pursuing acting or all the other things that could have 
been you? Why leveraging your gifts podcast? Mm. So acting, that was on the list of things to do coming out of college. And I thought I was going to go to grad school and I was good or I was going to mean back up. I thought I would either be in New York or LA. One or the other, I'm going to be on stage or I'm going to be in film, but I wanted to go to grad school so that I can focus on the acting portion. What I didn't tell you is at the time I had two daughters and I had to really think about if I'm in New York and LA and it's just me and them, how is that going to work Mm -hmm. for their lifestyle? Because my family's not going with me. Mm-hmm. And I made a I made a decision to put them first in that moment. And so I did not pursue the acting thing. It's still back there in the back of the mind as a one day. What led to the podcast was I love podcasts. I have been listening them to them since John Lee Dumas first started Entrepreneur on Fire mm-hmm. in what, like 2013 or 12 mm-hmm. or something. I was like, I'm going to do a podcast. This is so cool. But I didn't do it because, again, I wasn't leveraging my gifts. So eventually, after I had that breakdown that led to a breakthrough, I was thought, okay, you have to find a way to use your voice. Based on where you are in life, it's not hard to do a podcast. You have all the technical production experience. You have been live producing. I've been live producing at my church for years. And so it was like, just use what's in your hands. It came back to the use what's in your hands. And it was easier for me to start with the podcast and let the rest unfold. Absolutely. Absolutely. I can sit here and talk to you. Like I'm sitting here just listening to your voice and I'm like, girl, yes, you got, you already got it. Like you got it. Like, this is it. Like they weren't lying when they said, oh my gosh, your voice. Yes. I I'm literally just listening to you. I'm like, yes, tell me more. Tell me more, sis. Tell me more. Okay. (laughs) So when it comes to not leveraging your gifts I just I want to shift gears when it comes to not leveraging your gifts what are some of the consequences that you saw as a result of not utilizing the gift that God had given you or stepping into your talent oh of course one I felt unfulfilled I was doing something but it wasn't what I really wanted to do and because it wasn't what I really truly wanted to do I wasn't putting my all into it I was just doing enough to keep going to just get by right Mm -hmm. and then one of the biggest things for me that I like to focus on when it comes to even leveraging gifts is dealing with that mindset and confidence so my confidence was telling me that I couldn't do it and my mind I wasn't confident enough to step out and my mindset was like who am I are people really gonna want to listen to me are they really gonna want to partake in what I have to say and so it led to a life of being unhappy all the time like I went, I went through a season where I would come home from work and I would just get into bed and go to sleep. Like my daughters would come in, they would be like, mom, are you okay? Are you happy today? And then with the whole real estate thing, I kept trying to make something work that I didn't really want to work that I would literally quit a job and go full-time as an agent. And then I'm like, ah, no, I'm gonna go back and get another job. And then I'm like, no, I'm gonna be a full-time agent again. So it was this teeter-tottering because it wasn't really what I was designed to do or even using the gifts that I have within me. I was trying to do what I thought I should do, what seemed like the more responsible thing to do or what other people would think I should do. And I think that's true for most people. When we don't step into 
utilizing the things that God put on the inside of us. And it doesn't mean it's an entrepreneurship. It could be entrepreneurship or it could be just being in leadership in a company. But when you start to hinder the things that are naturally within you that will allow you to excel and succeed, then you end up living a life that's unfulfilled. And unfulfillmently, it can lead to depression. It can lead to bitterness, to anger. And it can lead to you literally just existing. You're no longer happy. You're just kind of waking up each day and doing the same routine over and over. You come home, you turn the TV on, you watch TV until 10 p.m. and then you go to sleep. And then you're eating chips, which is nothing wrong with chips, but you're eating chips and cookies and cakes in front of the TV. And then it leads to you being overweight and you're wondering like, why is this showing up in my body? And it leads to illnesses. And it all goes back to the fact that you're unfulfilled you're unhappy. So you're trying to cope with those feelings using external mechanisms versus looking within and saying, hey, what is it that I really want to do? What did God really put me here to do? And I think those are the outcomes of not leveraging what God gave you. How is this the first time that I'm talking to you? I don't know. How is this possible? How, how have we not met before? Because you speak in my language and you are preaching to the choir. How, how, this, how? I don't, not leveraging my gifts. Girl. Doing well, clearly, a little, but not enough. Whew, okay, well, I'm glad that you decided to do a little bit more because I'm so happy that we are here having this conversation. I am so happy that we are here. Now, one thing you really dove into was the parable of the talents. And one thing that you do well is utilizing biblical principles to help people leverage their gifts. What was it about the parable of the talents that pushed you or what other biblical stories have the, not capacity, what word am I looking for? What other biblical stories help in leveraging our gifts? Oh, we can dive into quite a bit of them. I'm the here, let's go, <laughs> I'm here. The parable of the talents from the very beginning is the, it's the easiest one that we overlook. Because we will look at it and we'll say, well, talents really represented money. That's true. It did during that time. But we also know that Jesus spoke in parables. So what story was he trying to teach you? Even though it was talking about money, what was he really trying to teach you? That there are things that you have been given and what you were given, you were expected to do something with. That's just like if a parent has you watched your child, they expect you to care for that child in a certain manner. So when God gives us these gifts and talents, he expects us to do something with them in a certain manner. If you put your money in a stock market, you expect a return. Mm -hmm. So if he gave you his precious gifts, he expects some type of return on those gifts. And the crazy thing about the gifts that God give us is the returns of souls. The returns are people that are attached to your gifts. It's not necessarily about the money or the fame. It's about the impact. It's Absolutely. about who am I going to reach so that I can shine a light back on him by using the very gifts that he gave me to reach those people. Girl, go and, ahead, go ahead, I'm listening. And that's just one, but then we can get into, I, so I like to talk about how words have power because we forget that what we say literally creates our reality. 
And on one of my episodes, I actually talked about how Jesus was the epitome of the example of using your words. If we go back just to the moment of when they come to him to get ready to arrest him and they asked him, who is he? Jesus spoke. All he did was say one word, I am he, and they fell back. Hmm? You, you just talk, you just spoke. That's all you did in your voice. The power and authority in your voice caused these soldiers to fall back. Mm -hmm. So if that happened for him and he left a part of himself on the inside of us, Ooh. he said, greater works will you do? So then say how it. much more powerful is our voice? He literally didn't say anything when he was before Pilate because he, if he would have said something, it would have freed him mm -hmm. and he wouldn't have went to the cross. So he remained silent because Ooh. he knew the power of his word. So if we remain silent when we're in situations that could cause us harm and danger and we learn the power of silence. Girl, and you what know what's crazy? Do? I'm in this season right now where I'm learning the power. I knew the power of words, but like I'm really studying the power of words. And it's crazy because in John it says, in the beginning was the word and the word was with God and the word was God. And so I'm like, wait a minute, if in the beginning, if I start every single day, right? This is literally first prayer when I wake up in the morning. Today, in the beginning of today is the word. So I have the word of God to guide me. I have the word of God to order my steps. I have the word of God to lean on. I need to study that first. In the beginning was the word and the word was God and the word is God. And so it's like, okay, that means that anything that I do comes from this in my mouth. Mm -hmm. Anything that I do today is what I speak. So I need to make sure I'm like knowledgeable, not even knowledgeable. I need to make sure I'm careful. That's what it is. I need to make sure I'm careful about Anything that I say, even if I come into agreement with something just because I want to be part of a conversation, but I also need to make sure that I'm wise in what I speak over people's lives, over my own life, over what I'm watching, over what how I react, over what I say, any phone calls that come in, like life and death is in the power of the tongue, like life and death. So I can speak my own life out or I can speak my own death. Like it really just depends on how I begin in the beginning of today with the word. So the fact that you're even touched on this, I'm like, this is what I'm studying right now. Like, this is like this season of my life. I'm like, I need to be more careful with my words. Yeah, me too. You're not alone. And we have to remember that just because something is fact, doesn't make it truth. And Ooh. that leads to what we say, because mm -hmm. the fact of the matter may be that you're not making a lot of money on your job. Mm -hmm. But the truth is that God gives you the power to get wealth. I know. Oof. Sis. So then you have to stand on the truth. You have to remember like, okay, this is the fact. Yeah, this might be a fact, but let me stand on that truth and let me speak what I seek. That's good it we have to remember that it's so hard to get caught up in what we see it's it, it it's easy it's easy to say what you see it's easy to talk down to your spouse it's easy to blame your child it's easy to discount yourself and your own talents and abilities it's harder to see something around you and speak differently it's harder to believe and say what you don't see yet that's harder and that's the work that a lot of people don't want to do but when you do that work of changing your words it leads to a completely different life but you got to be willing to do the work
Hey there, Storyteller. I just want to interrupt this episode really quick to let you know that Faith Audio Network is now open. Faith Audio Network is our community for storytellers like you, storytellers who listen to podcasts like this, storytellers who know they have a voice and they know that God has given them a powerful gift to be able to go out and speak for him, to give him glory. So if you know that you are interested in joining a community that is going to hold you accountable, that is going to pray with you, that is going to intercede on your behalf, and that's going to to sharpen your faith, this is the community for you. To learn more and to register, please visit faithaudionetwork.com. That's faithaudionetwork.com. Ma'am, I can go. You can just take over the rest of this interview because I, I, I can get up and walk away right now. It's fine. I don't need to be here. But I, I had a whole different I have all these questions for you, but we ain't even going to get on any of that. Speak what you seek. What is the first step that we can take? Okay, because Lord Jesus, help me. Okay. Speak what you seek. How do we start? Do we seek first or do we identify what it is we need to stop speaking? Mm. You know, I would say seek first. But what I, when I say seek first, I would say seek you first the kingdom. This That's is a process that I'm learning from my mindset coach. Her name is BWF woman on Instagram is Erin Marie and her process of more is doing meditation in the morning and seeking God first thing in the morning mm -hmm. before anything else. Like your first 10 to 15 minutes is just silence and listening to what he wants to say about the different things going on in your life. So if you seek him first, then he'll give you the words to speak. Mm -hmm. And then he'll tell you the words to stop speaking. Mm -hmm. Okay, now what about for those who don't know how to use their voice? Mm. What do you mean when you say don't know how to use your voice? I feel like there are so many people who are not leveraging their gifts, mm -hmm. who are silencing themselves, mm. who know that they are supposed to speak who know that seek seek ye first the kingdom of God and all these things will be added to, unto you they understand the power of seeking but once you have seeked and you don't know how to use your voice how do you use your voice to speak I think if you've sought him and he's giving you the he's given you his identity for you is even if you don't believe it just use his words that's good don't worry just use God's words and if you continue to use his words to affirm yourself over and over again, eventually you'll start to believe it. Because the thing about our beliefs are just, they're just things that we told ourselves over and over again. That's and so, so they become ingrained because we've consistently told ourselves these things. And then we found truth to point to make, we found things to make these things truth. Like if I continually tell myself I'm bad with directions, then I'm going to find ways to make that true. Mm -hmm. See, I knew I was bad with directions. I didn't even know to turn here or go there. Mm -hmm. If I tell myself that I'm a bad cook, I'm going to continually seek out things to prove that I'm a bad cook. Mm -hmm. But if you don't know, if you feel like you're not there yet, just use his words. And if you just begin to use his words over and over again, and you're constantly saying them, then your mind will start to seek out those things to prove mm -hmm. what you've been saying. And I mm -hmm. think that will help give them a voice if they feel like they don't have one. I love this so much. 
I love this conversation so much. Okay, so as a strategy coach, what strategies do you encourage when it comes to leveraging our gifts? Honestly, I say start with mindset, confidence, and faith. So you need to start with fortifying your mindset because this, your mind is the easiest thing that's going to deter you. Mm -hmm. It is going to come against everything that you think that you believe continually over and over again people hate to hear mindset they like mm -hmm. i want this marketing strategy or i want to know mm -hmm. how to apply for this new job or i want to know how to do these things but if your mind isn't fortified then it doesn't matter if you have all the tools all the tricks it's gonna always hinder you because mm -hmm. the minute something bad happens because Sometimes bad things happen to good people. And sometimes, you know, we, the kingdom of darkness is just like, hey, let me throw a monkey wrench in your plan real quick. Girl. <laughs> right? Girl. So, you know what? Let, let, me, let me see if you really believe mm -hmm. this can go down. And things are going to happen. So if you don't start with fortifying this thing right here, if your mind goes, the rest of your body will go. The rest of your life will go as that goes. So I first, you start with the mindset. If you can deal with your mindset, if you can get that fortified, if you can let this mind be in you that was also in Christ Jesus, come on. Then you can go to flourishing and confidence because that's the next thing. If we're not confident, mm -hmm. we're not going to do it because then you don't think that you can apply for the job or that mm -hmm. you can be the director or any of those things because this person has more prestige or more degrees or they've been doing it longer or who am I there's a worthiness issue so you have to flourish in confidence and then the last one is you got to add some fuel to that faith mm -hmm. like outside of all of it okay they may have a PhD and I may only have a master's but guess what I got Jesus too. So Come I'm on. just going to have the faith to believe that what's for me is for me. So I think when we start with those three things, that mindset, that confidence and faith, then the rest of it is kind of smooth sailing. The rest of it is implementation mm -hmm. of whatever it is. But those are the things that will derail the implementation. Mm -hmm. Whew. Okay. So I'm learning that implementing the word like okay the word is more than just a story but it's application and implementation as you talked about implementation and so i i've learned that a lot of things that have happened in the word and it even says in the word nothing's new under the sun everything has happened before everything's going to happen again but nothing is new and so when i think about the word of god and i apply it to my life i am realizing that he really be coming through. Like, you know how you be like, oh yes, God is going to answer all my prayers. Like, Lord, I thank you for today. Like, I thank you for everything that you are blessing me with. But really when you take that word and you're like, okay, God does not give me the spirit of fear because you talked about confidence, but of power and love and a sound mind. Okay, I'm fortifying my mind. There's that sound mind. I have power. Okay, that's my confidence. And then that love is knowing that God is love no, that that's fortifying my faith. That's really, you know, pushing the faith that I need. And so like, when I come to a situation, I'm like, okay, I'm either going to respond to the situation in love, or I'm going to respond to the situation in fear. Because those are the main two emotions. And if I'm responding in love, then that means I need to be patient with myself. I need to be kind to myself. I need to not be self-seeking. I need to check to make sure that I'm rooted in Christ and that I'm not operating out of pride. 
Like, mm-hmm. okay, I can operate in love or I can do it in fear. But knowing that I'm applying the word, God doesn't give me the spirit of fear, but of power. Now I need to step into my power, which I guess is leveraging my gifts. And I'm just going in circles because I'm sitting here like, girl, you're speaking my language. Like, this is it. Like, all of this is it. And so I am curious, how are, how has application changed the way you move in your day to day? That's a good one. Application of the word changed mm-hmm. the way I move in my day to day. Honestly, I had to come in alignment with some things. Okay. And I, I've been doing it daily. So at first I was, even though I was talking about applying the word, I wasn't fully applying the word. Mm-hmm. And that became a thing where God is like, you're talking about, you're talking a good game, but you're not applying anything. You're not in alignment with the things that I've told you. So recently, what I've been doing in that morning meditation, I've been saying, okay, God, where am I out of alignment with what you said? And then I've been taking whatever he gives me and I'm like, okay, now let me go and see what principle aligns with this. So this is what you're saying. Let me find the principle that aligns with this. And then I started applying them. And this has been of recent, but since I've started applying them, I started seeing results. Mm-hmm. Since I've started, okay, let me fortify my mind. Literally, God did not give me the spirit of fear, but of power, love, and a sound mind. So when I started thinking about, okay, if God didn't give me the spirit of fear and I'm feeling fear, where's that coming from? So sometimes the application for me is if I'm feeling something or things are happening, realizing is this God or am I dealing with ego or am I dealing with something else happening around me? So I've started dissecting what is happening and then what principle goes with that. And when I see what's ha- what principle goes with it, okay, that's not working. Let me go find another principle. Maybe I need to dig a little bit deeper. If he didn't give me the spirit of fear and I'm feeling fear, is it because there's distrust there or is it something else? Because you know that can happen, right? If God didn't that's give good. me fear. Mm-hmm. It, what's this fear based in? Is this fear based in distrust of God? Okay. So then am I not saying believing him to be a father? Ooh. Am I connecting him to my natural father? Okay. Then maybe I need to, maybe I need to dig a little bit deeper. Maybe there's some unforgiveness there for my natural father. And mm. I need to give that up to God so that then I can see him as a father. And if I see him as a father, then I won't fear where he's telling me to go or the things he's telling me to do. Mm-hmm. Because when as a parent, I'm a parent. So as a parent, I'm not going to do anything, at least intentionally, to my children to put them in harm's way. So if I give them directions or steps, they shouldn't fear that it's going to lead to something bad. So if God is giving me directions and steps and I fear that it's going to lead to something bad, there's something else in there that I need to explore a little bit more. So that's kind of where I've been with implementing is, okay, this is happening. I'm not doing this. Maybe I need to explore a little bit more or, oh, that worked. Okay, God, your word is good. Let me try mm-hmm. the next thing. Mm-hmm. That's where I've been. I love it so much. Okay. Leveraging your gifts. Where do you see your gifts taking you? Where do you want to leverage your gifts? What rooms do you want to be in? I want to be on stages. I'm okay. going to be on stages. Let me I know that's right. That. Mm-hmm. I am going to be on stages. So my stages, other people's stages. One of the things is eventually I want, I'm going to have my own conference. So I will do that. It'll probably be in another like year or so. That is something that I'm working towards. It's ha- but I want to do it 
I want to do like some mini conferences. So I don't want to be like a one-time big event, more of a tour style where there are different stops and people can come from different cities. So that is one thing. And then another thing is, of course, being on other people's stages because why not? Why not? I'm so glad to have you on my stage. I'm also going to be hosting a conference. I'd give it about a year within Good the next for year. You. Mm-hmm. But this is already an invitation, sis. You're gonna be on stage. So you got you got at least one booking right here. I'll take it. I'll take it, sis. But yeah, mm-hmm. that's one of the things. And I'm going to do, I'm going to launch a community for the Leveraging Gifts podcast. That is one of the ways I do want to leverage my gifts. That's going to probably be sometime next year. And mm-hmm. in that community, I ca- I want to go over the things that's stopping us. Really dig, dig into that confidence, that mindset, and, the, and fortifying our faith. Because those are the things that we need really need to work on. And a lot of times we're in these spaces, not these spaces, but we're in churches. And there's nothing wrong with the local church. I love the local church. I serve in my local church. But we don't necessarily know how to apply what we learn. We go, we get excited. It's a rah-rah. We have a great praise and worship experience. Sometimes it's an amazing word. Some people take notes, some don't. But when we leave, We don't know how to apply what was delivered. So I want people to be in a space where they can understand how to actually apply these principles. Because when we look at personal development principles and concepts, they're just biblical principles without God in them. When we talk about writing affirmations, like that's what he told us to write the vision and make it plain. They're literally, it's the same thing. So it's taking those things back so that people of faith can understand that these are these concepts came from the Bible. It is mm-hmm. okay. We just, you just need to know how to apply them. Everybody mm-hmm. else knows how to apply them. And his word works, whether you believe him or not. If you apply his word, you're going to see the results. So I want to have that community so that we can understand how to apply his word to see the results that we want to see. Because he said that we should have life and life more abundantly. Absolutely. So I'm looking for the abundant part. Girl. <laughs> That's where I am. Girl, and it's coming. It's coming. It, it's already here. It's just a matter of what we speak. It is. That's just so a matter. And Quilla, where can people find you? Oh, I like this hangout on Instagram. So over it's at Anquilla Bello is where I like to spend my time and my stories. I don't know how this is the first time I have ever heard of you or even us connecting and meeting in person. This makes no sense to me, but I am so glad because you have been such a blessing. Such a blessing. Okay, so Anquilla, before I let you go, I'd like to end with three questions. Okay. The first one, what does it mean to you to be about your father's business? That's a great question. You keep asking these great questions. First of all, you're good (laughs) at asking questions that make you think. For me, when I think of to be about my father's business is to always do something that points back to Christ. So making sure that whatever I'm doing in life, how I'm treating people is a way to point back to him. What are you grateful for in this season of your life? In this season of my life, I am grateful for my supportive friends. So I have a community of supportive people around me and it has been really amazing because on this journey of building something, it can be hard. And so having those people that you can call that can lift you up or that can get you together real Mm -hmm. quick has been really beneficial and I'm grateful for them. Absolutely. I love it. Okay. Last question. How are you and Quilla sharpening the women in your life? 
I am sharpening the women in my life by supporting them, being there for them, and also being honest with them when they are stepping out of alignment with their divine assignment. Anquilla, thank you so much. Thank you for your obedience. Thank you for taking the initiative and making that decision to leverage your gifts. I cannot wait to see what stages the Lord places you on um, because I, I need people to understand and hear what it is the Lord is doing in your life. So thank you so much for just being you, for allowing the Lord to lead you for your obedience. And thank you so much for your time today. Thank you for having me. It was wonderful to be here on your show, on your stage, talking to you. All right, love. So I hope you enjoyed this episode. I believe I told you that it was going to be a blessing because I know that it was a blessing for me. Um, if you want to connect with Anquilla, I will make sure all of the links to connect with her are down below. Make sure at the end of the day that you are leveraging your gifts, using what God has given you, making sure that you are speaking what it is you seek, making sure that you are operating in obedience and that you are focusing on not just what God has for you, but how you can operate or use those gifts and give them back to the Lord. I appreciate you for joining me for another Testimony Tuesday uh, or Storyteller Tuesday, whatever word you want to put on it. I appreciate you for spending time with me and Anquilla today. If this podcast episode resonates with you, please like, review, share, comment, something in the YouTube algorithm world or the podcasting algorithm world uh, boost our impact and puts us before audiences that may have not been able to hear what we have to say or may not be introduced to the Faith-Based Storyteller Show. So please support the channel or support the podcast by liking, rating, reviewing, subscribing, all of the above. It definitely helps. And until this Friday, until next time where we speak again, always remember that God loves you and so do I. Talk to you in the next episode. Bye.